Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. 6.30 Chad and the Edmonton Oilers Hockey Club present the show that is everything Oilers. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Service for all brands of print equipment in your office? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A on Oilers Radio. 6.30 Chad. It's 106 in Edmonton, our number two of Oilers Now. I'm going to have to go see my friend Finley. Over in Riverbend. Brendan, there is some person, some individual here. Uh, you're listening to Oilers Now, by the way, which is uh, brought to you by our title sponsor, Digitex. You can now buy your PCs from Digitex. Keep it all under one roof with one number to call and one simple invoice for all your office technology needs. Right now, there's members of the web team and maybe my broadcast partner that would be laughing with me, and I'll tell you why. Uh, somebody brought uh, Blue Whales downstairs there's like a whole they made like a, they went and saw the nut man and got a whole bunch of different types of candies and i love blue whales but they don't love my teeth and suffice to say uh, i'm i'm down part of a tooth so my wife's not going to be too happy because she instituted the non blue whale diet for me about uh, 9 years ago and i've uh, cracked off uh, another partial tooth here so i keep going and uh, i'm just going to be toothless period it's going to be tough to pronounce words and those sort of things. We have a guy who uh, has had a lot of bark and uh, has never been afraid to sink his teeth into anything, including uh, Carolina Hurricane celebrations. Uh, coming up shortly here as we head off to a River Creek Resort and Casino hotline, and that is a longtime NHL executive uh, now with Sportsnet. Brian Burke, courtesy of our friends at Canadian Power Pack, Alberta's leader in electrical construction service, electrical prefabrication and solar. Hello, Brian. How are you? Hey, Bob, how are you? Good. Do you have any uh, guilty sort of candy? Are you a chocolate fiend? Are you a, like, I like Baileys and coffee. Uh, I, I like chocolate, and I like, uh, you know, like Big Turks and uh, licorice and that sort of thing, and it's just on havoc to my teeth, not to mention my waistline. But is there anything that, uh, that that's in terms of, like, we're not even talking booze. Well, I guess Baileys is booze. But do you have any sort of guilty pleasures that... Uh, well, who doesn't? Who doesn't like Baileys and coffee? I'm with you. I mean, who doesn't? It'd be, it's impossible. Unless it's a person who does not drink, I've never seen anyone turn down Baileys and coffee. I am with Ever. you. I Yeah, I've, I've been hooked on them for about uh, 18 years and 45 to 50 pounds. Yeah, well, I like I like a little bit of chocolate. Fortunately, not a lot. I'm not a big sweet tooth guy, but like something small after supper. Yeah. I hear you. Hey, uh, let's, let's, let's have some fun first, and we'll get into the serious stuff. The uh, Carolina Hurricanes are having fun. Now, Brian, I, I sort of really learned a lot around the Alberta Golden Bears hockey program, and they expect to win, and they expect to conduct themselves a certain way. They don't hot dog after goals because, generally speaking, they score more than the other teams they're playing. They get the most mature 20-year-olds out of major junior that don't go pro. Um they of this and and I worked with all the teams at the university. It wasn't even close as to which team was the most mature, and and then that should be the case because at sixteen those guys were moving away from home, and then they they realized where they were at and went to school, and very few of them move on. Derek Ryan's the the exception to the rule, playing for your former team, the Calgary Flames, right now. But 
they had an expectation of every person that was in the organization as to how you conducted yourself. Okay, all the way to the play-by-play guy in the SID. Uh, I watched the stuff with Carolina. It's fun. I'm going to sound like an old man here. Sometimes I think it's a little over the top, and I know you are not the biggest fan of it. Is that fair to say? Well, people down there seem to like it, and, and I'm getting all this social media backlash, which is great because I don't follow anyone, so I don't see any of it. <laughs> so people tell me there's this big flashback. And I said, look, I haven't said the league should stop it. I haven't said they should stop it. I just said I think it sucks. And I do. I think it's unprofessional. There's a minor league ring to it. And the more complex and choreographed it gets, the less jubilant it looks. It looks now like, what do we do next? And uh, an agent told me he's got a player on the team who's mortified by the whole thing. So I, I, I don't like it. Uh, it's keeping people around after, after wins. Good. Anything that will get people to go to games in Carolina, great. So knock yourselves out, boys. But I know one thing. If I was on this team, there's no way I'm doing this stuff. I think it's garbage. The old, uh, what's the old saying? You sell them a steak or you sell them a sizzle. It's a little bit of sizzle. Uh, you got to still sell a steak at the end of the day. And there's another saying, act like you've been there before. Yeah, I just, uh, again, I'm happy that the team likes doing it. I'm happy the fans like it. I'm happy the owners like it. Knock yourselves out, boys. I know one thing. If I were a player and I got traded there tomorrow, I'd say not a chance. I'm getting in a conga line with a bunch of guys. Brian Burke joining us here on Withers now. Uh, Brian, we have an interesting couple dilemmas here in Edmonton. The Oilers have Miko Koskinen. They have Cam Talbot. They're both unrestricted free agents. Um, Koskinen right now, I think it's fair to say, is, I mean, he's got four... T- it's it's funny with Peter Shirelli. You're obviously well aware of the uh, the hot topic that is Peter Shirelli, not just in Edmonton, but around the league. Uh, last night, Edmonton won a shootout. Koskinen made five saves, and the game winner in the shootout was Alex Chason, and Shirelli got those two guys uh, in free agency, be it, albeit one guy in a PTO. But they were two of his better signings. And, uh, and by the way, the Koskinen signing was absolutely crushed by various media pundits at the start of the year until Koskinen actually got into NHL regular season games and then people are like Jesus guy's actually a decent goaltender uh, but when you're you know when you're handling those two goaltenders that's a it's a tricky tricky thing when both guys are UFAs because you got to know that the players are talking to each other and the agents are keeping each other abreast as to what might be potentially happy negotiation wise well, unless you intend to bring them both back, you've got to determine internally who you think the better candidate is and what price tag he would command. I think they've both played well at times this year. The problem with, the problem with Talbot is, and I, I hear he's a great kid, the problem is two years ago he looked like the next King Richard, right? He looked like he was going to be not just a legit number one starting goaltender, but a potential star. He stopped everything, gave them a chance, and every game was great. And last year he fell off. This year, a little better of late, but still mixed results. So they've got to make an internal decision. Are we interested in bringing both back, or are we going to pick one and go after that one hard? My sense would be that they're going to pick one and go after that one hard because of the overall cost of your goaltending position shouldn't be above a certain amount. And there you go. There you go. Yeah. Like you, you ha- There's no way they'd get Koskinen again at $2.5 million, and Talbot was making four point two five. Yeah, so... so- my guess is they, they choose. Uh, I'm guessing it's Koskinen. I think he's played well more than Cam has. And uh, and they try and get him signed. 
uh, I, I've seen goals get through Cam on that seven hole, and I, you know, scoring's up this year. The guys can shoot better. Louis DeBrusque, we didn't even bring it up in our last hit, but he made a point last night. These kids have grown up with the sticks now, and they've got real power and control. They've harnessed it, you know, uh, with the sticks that kids use today versus and the ability to get shots off quickly. But the other part of it for me is I see where goals are getting scored on Talbot. Those weren't going in two years ago. And yeah, part, I agree. And the equipment, the, the downsizing of the equipment, has played a factor because he's a, he's a skinnier guy. Now, Koskinen's skinny too, but he's six foot seven. So it's yeah. a little bit different animal. So you agree with that, that you think maybe the equipment's played a bit of a factor for camp? I think so. I think the skinnier you are, the more the form-fitting equipment hurts you. Um, I will say this. It is, the players shoot better than ever before, um, but it is harder to score than it ever was before. Either These goaltenders, they never quit on pucks like they used to. They dive across, they throw up an arm, they throw up a leg, they throw the stick across, and they make saves that I never saw when I played in the American League or in college or watching the NHL 25 years ago. Uh, it is so hard to score now because these goalies do not quit. Just a quick update. We have a trade. The Carolina Hurricanes have acquired Nino Niederreiter, former Portland Winterhawk, uh, for Victor Rask from uh, the Minnesota Wild. So that means that uh, the Wild have made two trades in two days. Rask played for the Calgary Hitman. He's sort of a... Maybe I think he had a, an injury at the start of the year. Should be a six-seven forward for you. Niederreiter, I think we can agree, is might might have a higher offensive ceiling, and Rass might be a better all-around uh, player. Is that a fair assessment? You think? Yeah, I think so. I think they both need a change of scenery. This is probably a trade that's going to work for both players and both teams because I think they were sick of Nino in Minnesota. They were very quick to bench him when he didn't have a good start. Very quick to juggle him off the lines. Um, I think they'd seen enough and had enough. And Rask, is, his name's been out there for about three weeks, so it doesn't surprise me at all. Brian Burke joining us for Canadian Power Pack. So you think the Oilers have to pick and choose between the two, between cost? Does that mean it's incumbent if they if they know they're only going to pick one of the, you know, if Koskinen's going to be the guy? Talbot get moved well, by the trade deadline? I don't think you can move him. You just you got to ride him out? I don't think he can move him at that salary. I, I just don't think he's movable. It's, he's he's a great kid, but I, I don't think anyone's going to take a USA that's making that kind of money and hope that he gets his game straightened out for the last month of the year. Okay, and the other argument might be you might need both goaltenders. Yes, I think that's fair. Yeah. All right, and Cam's not, and Cam would never be a problem for this team. Everyone loves him. Yeah, no, he's 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 a he's a later for their their group. There's no question. Brian, you did something interesting during your time with Anaheim, and I'd like you to maybe educate the listeners. It was on a guy that played here in Edmonton and ultimately uh, ended up in Minnesota. Chuck Fletcher uh, took him in a trade in 2014 after the Olympics. Um, Ilya Brzezgalov. and it shows maybe a different side of the game. But you honored something in your conversations with Ilya. Right, so we were in the conference finals the year we won the cup, and the team flew to Detroit, I flew to St. Louis, and signed Jonas Hiller. And there were five teams that tried to sign him. I was the only GM that came to see him. Including Edmonton, including Edmonton, right? Yep, and I was the only GM that was still playing that came to see him. And so I think it really impressed him, and I said to him, he said, well, you've got two goalies. I said, Jonas, you sign with me. I have promised Ilya Brzezgalov that if I can't trade him when the time is right, that I will put him on waivers. You sign with me, and when you're ready, I'll punch a hole. So I had a deal going with the Flyers for Brzezgalov, and they backed out. 
and I couldn't get even like a, a six. I said, look, take him for a six round pick. Take him for nothing. <laughs> take him for nothing. Oh, and then if he ends up if he ends up being your starter, <laughs> I get a third round pick. Oh man. But, so I put insurance. I put insurance in that if he ended up being your starter, I got a third. Otherwise, I get nothing, and no one would do it. So finally, I called Briz in. I said, "I'm keeping my word today. You're going on waivers." So we lost him for nothing, and people in Anaheim were a little upset about it. They're like, "Well, you just gave away a pretty good goalie." I said, "I didn't give him away. I tried to give him away, and I couldn't." I said, "What I'm doing today is keep my word to two two young men." And so Arizona claims him. He goes and uh, gets under the tutelage of Sean Burke, the goaltender whisperer, uh, who helped Devin Dubnik salvage his career. And then Ed Schneider turns around and spends how much money to sign uh, Ilya on a long-term deal? $51 million or something, wasn't it? Yeah, well, and <laughs> he had to buy him out. I think Ilya's still getting paid on that one. That is, that is, uh, that's funny. I think he is. Brian, uh, defense. One thing Anaheim did well for a number of years. I mean, you for, you know you traded for Chris Pronger, so you got uh, you you already had Niedermeyer, you got Pronger, but the the Ducks organization under Bob Murray, who worked with you, has never been shy of of uh, accelerating the process with young defensemen. They seem to have a pipeline. I, I, I even look at them uh, when they got Mahura in the third round a couple of years ago, and you saw him uh, in the Memorial Cup that year in Red Deer. Um, at Edmonton area kid, and the Oilers took three defensemen in the, in the uh, third round. And I don't know if any of them have the upside of Josh Mahura. But just a thought on when you know it's the right time, because defense is a position where you make mistakes, pucks end up in your net. When you know it's the right time with young guys on the back end? Well, you, you don't, generally. You're guessing. You, you, you turn to your American League coach, so Bob Murray would call Dallas Eakins and say, okay, if we bring up Mahura and we give him nine minutes, against all bottom six forwards, can he handle it? And can he maybe kill him the second pair of killers? And and Dallas would say, yeah, he can do it. If you work him in that way, if you give him, a, give him a limited role and let him grow on the team, he can do it. And that's that's the way you want to do it. You don't really want to put them in a top four role unless you're banged up. This year they've had to do that a couple times. Yeah, but I, I saw Josh, Josh Mahura. I, I went into Red Deer just to watch him. I went and I remember... Brad Trilliving said, just do me a favor, keep an eye on this Mahara kid. And I saw nothing that would justify <laughs> signing him. I mean, I, I wish I had a nickel for every mistake I made. Yeah. But I said, this, this kid looks good in the warm-up. He's tall, he can skate. <laughs> he, lo- he looks really good in the warm-up. He's a great he, lobby player. Looks great in the he lobby. Did, he, he didn't do anything for me in the game. So count me as a guy that missed on him, too. So well, I, he was... uh, I did like I did like Dodson. I thought that was a good pickup. I liked him and Junior. Okay, well, he's got a, a assertive part to his game, Jake Dodge, and uh, Ryan Burke joining us right now. Matthew Kachuk, who you guys ended up getting. You were the president of the Flames when you guys drafted him six. You've already told the story that, you yeah. know, hey, you guys like Pogliarvi too, and we know that the, the two clubs discussed a, a possible trade. Um, did, I, I had uh, Chris Knobloch call me from Erie and say, Bob, I think Matthew Kachuk broke his ankle. And I think he's going to play against us. <laughs> and he said, "You guys might want to look at this guy because <laughs> he's pretty damn good." Uh, well, Matthew Kachuk. I asked him last year about Brady Kachuk. I said, "Tell me about your little brother." And Matthew Kachuk is a very thoughtful, very mature kid. You know, he might play a little reckless and immature, but he's a very mature kid. Yeah. And he said, "Brady skates better than I do. He's bigger than I am, and he's a better fighter than I am." And I said, so he's going to be a better NHL player? He says, no way. (laughs) 
Well, so if you if you were in Red Deer, you saw like he dot that line was unbelievable. They had Marner and Dvorak on that uh, Christian Dvorak with the Coyotes. Christian Dvorak, yeah. yeah, I mean, but I was I'm watching Kachuk limp around the ice on one and a half legs. And I'm like, this guy is a gamer. He's got the gamesmanship, to, and it, you know. And then he had the opposition team sucked in any time that London needed a little spark. He could bring it because he'd do the dirt to get the teams, his team going, and get the other team off their game. Uh, did you? So you were there at the moment. Did you? Did, did you see that when you with Kachuk when you were there? Well, I I, I did not see him play in that tournament, okay. but I went in and watched him. I saw him play that year several times, and yes. And what leaped out at you was he was multidimensional. You talked about Marner, but only when he had the puck. You talked about Dvorak. Because he was a pretty complete player too, but you were you found yourself talking about Kachuk all the time, how he's getting guys riled up and how he finishes his checks and his his passing is pinpoint accurate, like coming out of his own zone. It's a it's a guarantee when he gets the puck on, on the on the wall. It's out on the left side. It's out. It's coming out clean too. It's not getting chipped out. It's coming out clean on someone's tape. It's unbelievable that at, at 17 he was doing that like clockwork. Because you go to a junior game, you see plenty of those passes miss. Yeah. Well, the owners have Paul Yarby, and last night part of the reason why he got pulled out of the rotation in the third period with the game on the line is he wasn't getting pucks out and he wasn't winning battles on the boards. And yep. And there's a guy that a lot of people think or thought at that time of the draft in 2016 had a much higher ceiling than Matthew Kachuk. Yep. And right now it's not clear. And that's the game, right? You can be... You can be right, and seven months later, you could be wrong. Well, we, we live and die on decisions made on, on 17-year-old kids. And, you know, kids, as long as they turn 18 by September 15th, so we live and die. We keep our jobs based on kids, performance of kids, and hope that they don't discover girls and beer and all these things and that they're going to turn into hockey players. And we're wrong so much of the time, even in the first round, the success rate of teams picking it's much higher in the top ten than the bottom twenty, but the success rate is is very poor. If you were so, Peter Brian, if you were Peter Shirelli, uh, first of all, I'd keep uh, Caleb Jones up here. He's they've got something him with him, even if it's in the third pairing, playing fourteen, which is probably where he's better slotted. But if you were Peter Shirelli, you needed an upgrade in forward. Would you contemplate moving the number one if you got a defenseman or a forward back with term, either a guy in a bridge deal or a guy on a, on a longer term deal? Well, fortunately, we're several. You could ask me that question closer to the trade deadline. I mean, we're still a ways away yeah. from the trade deadline, yeah. and we're a lot's going to be determined between now and then as far as where Edmonton are in the standings, where their competition are, all those things. So, fortunately, I don't have to answer that. <laughs> uh, but in general, yeah, I, in general, I'm open to, especially where they've got some really good young kids. It, moving a, a pick, I'd never be opposed to that. If you got back a forward term and he wasn't 30. Right. Yeah. Now that's where I'm thinking, too. Brian, we appreciate your time. Uh, we have the Carolina Hurricanes in town, but they don't celebrate in the road. So uh, the Flames and the Oilers Saturday night should be a kicker. We got the Hitman and the Oil Kings Saturday afternoon at Rogers Place. A Battle of Alberta doubleheader. Nothing gets better than that, does it? Nope. It's awesome. Brian, thanks for your time. Thanks, Bob. Keep pounding the Baileys. I know I do. <laughs> thanks. That is Brian Burke. He is now with NHL Hockey and Rogers, a longtime NHL executive uh, in uh, manager roles in Hartford, Vancouver, Anaheim, Toronto, 
and Calgary. Brian Burke, presented by Canadian Power Pack, Alberta's leader in electrical construction and service, electrical prefabrication and solar. Off to a uh, momentarily, we'll have a global news weather traffic update with Morgan Black. I'll tell you that you can text us on our Heartland Ford text line, not your small town dealership with a huge new state-of-the-art facility. Experience the difference of Heartland Ford. And some guests on the show received gift cards to Japanese Village. Steak and seafood cooked right at your table, Japanese Village, Edmonton South, downtown, Northside, and Sherwood Park. We will go to a global news weather traffic update, Morgan Black. No winter tires on your wife's car? Why? Don't you love her? Get out of the doghouse. Tiresforcost.ca. 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 Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad.